0: Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you, and look forward to connecting with you soon. Amen. Hope, Elam. God is truly up to something. Amen. And I know, I was talking to Todd earlier, I know it could be like, yeah, God is always up to something. What I mean is that there is something that's great that God is doing. And I'm not suggesting it's just here at Hobelum. I think there's a season right now where God is moving across the face of the earth. And I think here in this city, there is a move of God. There's a fresh wind that's blowing. It's like when you walk outside and the wind hits your face and the reality of life hits you. As sure as that wind hits my face, I know that God is moving. And I don't know about what tomorrow's going to hold. And I don't know why you came today and what it took for you to get into the place to sit in the space that you're in. But it's no accident. And I want, I want you to know that, and this is going to sound strange, Denny, it's going to sound strange, I need you. We need each other. Amen. It is the call that God has on the body of Christ that we don't do life by ourselves. Amen, that God has called us to a place of such a time as this. And that if we're we're not careful, God will be moving, and we can see that he's breathing, he's blowing, and that there's something that is happening. And if we're not careful, we'll miss it. And so I want us to just be open and available where God is moving. And so if you would allow for me to say this to you, um, and I said it earlier, um, I need you not to just survive. I need you to thrive. But if you're in a place in a space where, look, you're just trying to make it. So if you don't make it, I don't make it. That is the body of Christ as believers. If you're not doing well, I can't be doing all that I can be doing in the body of Christ. Everything we need, God's got it. Somebody needs a healing Right now, you've been praying, you've been wondering, when will the change come? And I'm saying right here and right now that God is still a miracle-working God. That I'm saying, yeah, don't lose hope. But what I am saying, when you see him move, when you can feel his presence, when you know that God is present, hold on to that evidence that he is who he says he is. I need you. If I can walk and go about each pew and talk to each individual, honestly, I would. Because I need you. I want want you to be as well as you can be. So that as the body of believers, when we go out and somebody else is struggling, you can tell them, hold on. Your change is coming. Amen, let us pray. Father, we love you. We adore you. We need you. We call calling upon your name. God, we know you, God. Your nature and your character, God, is unchanging. God, you are our buckler and our shield. God, you are our high tower, God. You cover us. You are our refuge and our strength. God, you are... Alpha and Omega. God, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, you are the king of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Father God, you are Adonai. God, you are Emmanuel. You're right here. Father God, you are our all in all. Let now, Lord, the words of my mouth And the meditations of my heart just got proved to be acceptable in thy sight. Hide me behind the cross. For the preaching of the gospel is, to some, foolishness. But unto those who are saved, it's the power of God. Father, I pray that you would hit your target even now. God, I ask, Lord, that you would humble us, whisper in our ear, take us by the hand and lead us and guide us, order our steps, Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. You heard say amen? Amen. amen? amen. Well, let's go. Um, we've been at least working through Acts like a church. And this morning, I want to use kind of thematically: Christianity is a team sport. Now, we know it's not a team sport but we're called to be a team, amen? We're called to be a team of people who support each other, who's there for each other. We can lean on each other. We're called to be individuals who have connectivity. And one of the things I want to suggest for us today, that's really a question, is whose team are you on? It may be a strange question, but I'm asking, as you think about your life, as you think about when when you open up yourself to being a child of God, whose team are you really on? And here's why I ask. Because at some level, if you're on the Lord's side, if you're on the side that says, I believe the report of the Lord, when when God is moving, there ought to be some power that's coming from your life. When God is present and you're on the right team, you ought to be able to feel his presence in your life. When you are on the right side, you ought to understand the purpose in your life. It may not be that you have all the clarity right now, but at some point, if you're on the Lord's side, you ought to know for sure what team you're on. So ask the question, John, what, whose team are you on? Because whether you like it or not, even if you're not on the Lord's side, you're on somebody's side. Well, how do I know? In Matthew 12, it says, look, anyone who isn't, With me is opposing me. He says, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. When you think about your life as a believer, whose side are you on? What team? Who are you listening to? Who are you following in life? Who is it that has your attention? Where where are you apt to travel and to seek and to invest? Whose team are you on? I thought I might ask, here's the question, look. No one can serve two masters. For you're gonna hate one, love the other, be devoted to one and despise the other. At some point, we gotta make a decision. Either we're on the Lord's side or we're on the other side. And somebody was saying, well, that's kind of harsh. No, it's not. Because at some point, as the people of God, we got to make a decision. In the beginning, Jeff, it's personal. My wife was sitting over there early in the first first service, and I said to Natasha, I said, Natasha, you complete me in our marriage. I said to her, you fill the gaps. And whatever gap you don't fill, he fill it. And then I came to Hope Elam. I said, Hope Elam, you complete me. And you have filled every gap. And what you couldn't do, he did it. And I want to be in a place that God is calling us, that we ought to be there to be able to be in a place and a space that we complete each other. God is the one who has called us to be connected. Before this verse, uh, it talks about the eye is like a lamp and it gives light to the body. And if the eye is not healthy, If the eye is healthy, there's light that fulfills all throughout the body. But if the eye is unhealthy, there's darkness. And if you think that the light you have is really darkness, how deep that darkness? So my question, what are you looking at? Who are you looking to? Whose team are you on? Who's got our attention day by day, hour after hour? Who are we looking to to give us life and to sustain us and to give us strength, to give us direction? Who is it that we're turning to? Whose team are you on? At some point, listen. If you're on the right team, I appreciate it. If you're on the right team, you can't hold your peace. If you're on the right team, there ought to be some praise every once in a while that just breaks out. When you think about all that He's done for you, when you let your mind roll back that way you should have been, there ought to be some praises every once in a while. Because when the praises go up, the blessings come down. My Bible tells me that he inhabits the praises of his people. And when we're in the presence of an almighty God, the enemy's got to flee. He can't stay wherever the spirit of God is moving. Because where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. So I want to free somebody up. What are you looking at? Whose team are you on? Who are you following? Who are you turning to? Sometimes, and I did this earlier, when we're, when we're not looking where we ought to be looking, we get distracted. We, we get to focus on the things that of, of this world, and we get to set a whole day, a whole week, based upon the things of this world. Yet we're on the, the Lord's side. Yet we're on his team. But all of our efforts, all of our investments, all of our focus has to do with the things of this world. The caution is that if we're going to be on the Lord's side, then we've got to reserve some, some time and some space, even in our mind, that we got to give him some space that we can read and listen to the word of God. All right. So whose team are you on? We, we're getting there. Joshua called the people together at Shechem and he said, look. He said, I know we've been holding on to the trinkets. I know we've been holding on to all the little idols. I know all of the things that our forefathers worship. we We've been holding on to them. But Joshua said, look, who's on the Lord's side? Make a decision. Who you gonna serve? If you're gonna serve the Lord, serve God. If you're gonna serve Baal, serve Baal. Who are you gonna serve? Make a decision. Whose team are you on? When we think about Think about revelations. A lot of times we don't want to make a decision because we want to be comfortable. We want to be right there in the middle. We understand that it's going to cost me something. I understand that if I say I'm on the Lord's team, then I got I to talk a little bit differently than I'm talking. I got to look at something a little different than what I'm looking at. If I'm on the Lord's team, I can't go some of the places I've been going. So you know what? I'm not going to declare. I'm going to stay right in the middle. But God says, look, I would rather you be either hot or cold. You either make a decision. Are you hot and glowing? Are you on the Lord's side? Or are you cold and decaying and chilly? Are there some things where you're like, you know what? I'm hot when I need to and I'm cold on the other side. He said, look, don't be lukewarm. He said, I spew you out. I spit you out. He said, that's nasty. He said, because you're confusing people. Some people see you. They know you wear the big cross. They know you carry your Bible. They know that you say you're on the Lord's side. But it's confusing because you won't really stand firm when it gets tough. You won't really stop all of the violence. It won't stop all of the, the vulgar language. When your flesh rises up, you're easy to go over to your flesh. God says, look, make a decision. The enemy comes to deceive us. He says, like, well, you can go to church. and You can do all those things. and You can still be good. Well, yeah, for a while. At some point, we got to decide, are we in or are we out? All right, so why why am I saying all this? First of all, because we're called to be one team. We're called to be, Hope Elam, one team. Regardless of your background, regardless of your your reputation, regardless of your political affiliation, your identity, your ethnicity, your socioeconomic status, regardless of any of that, God says, I know all of that. I created it. He said, but I'm still calling you to be one. One team, a team that, that, that uses the skills and abilities and all of the, the diversity to, to use it all to accomplish a goal to achieve that which God has set forth. And can I just say it again? Everybody matters. All of us are part of the team. Whether you've been with Hope Elam a long time, you was with Hope Des Moines, you with Elam Christian Fellowship, or you just came for the first time, you matter and you are a part of the team. Why not you and why not now? Choose ye this day who you're going to serve. You matter. God is calling us to be one team, one body that represents him. till we all grow up into the fullness of the stature of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he gave us the, full, the fivefold ministry to some pastor, some prophet, some evangelist, some preacher, some teacher, for the edifying of the body, for the work of the ministry. We're called to be one team. One love and one voice. Yes. All right, let's go. So Paul in Acts 18. Paul had been all over planting churches, preaching that word. In early part of Acts 18, the Bible says that Paul left Athens. It's a whole nother story, at Mars Hill. And when he got in chapter 18, he met. A couple named Aquila and Priscilla. Mm. Paul, who was bred a scholar, sat under Gamaliel, one of the greatest Pharisees who was learned, and and Paul sat under him. So Paul had the knowledge and the ability. Paul was bred a scholar, but yet he was a tent maker. He wasn't too big where he couldn't serve with his hands. He didn't worry about the position of his calling. Paul was more concerned whether or not he can, can, can really uh, be in community with other people. And while he, was there in, while he was there in Corinth, he met Aquila and Priscilla, and they were tent makers together. And the Bible says that, that Paul was preaching the word to the Jews. And it got to a point to where the Jews wasn't feeling Paul. So Paul was like, like he shook it off. And so I'm saying to somebody, maybe you're here and you've been uh, waiting and God been nudging you to go ahead and, and speak a word, tell them somebody about the good news. And you've been a little bit in a place where you've been feeling rejected because let me tell you, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting him. And Paul was told by an angel of the Lord, keep preaching. Don't be silent. Keep telling about the good news. And I'm saying for somebody, maybe you're here, I want you to understand your ministry has nothing to do with a title or a position. Wherever you're working, whatever you're doing, it's an opportunity to share the good news. Listen, I don't care who you are. Kyrie, listen, you matter and you are a huge part of the body of Christ. You are a huge part of this team. And it's not because you're your daddy or your mama. It's because God has created you and you are a believer, man. You know that word. And I'm telling you, like anybody else, as God nudges you, as you live your life, and you can speak a little word to a friend. You as great as Paul, as Gamaliel, as anybody else, when you'll be obedient and be the team member that God has called you to be. God has called all of us to be one team. And you are a big part of it. Amen? Amen. So Paul, Paul is preaching the word. He gets rejected. Now look how God did. So Paul's like, well, forget the Jews. I'm going to go preach to the Gentiles. So he goes to the Gentile, but where God sets him up shop is right next to the synagogue, right next to the Jews. So he preaches, and after a while, uh, Paul sets sail to Syria. Aquila and Priscilla goes with them. Then they come into Ephesus. Paul goes right to the synagogue. He's preaching the word in Ephesus. They even want to kind of keep him, but he says, no, I got to go. But when Paul left, Aquila and Priscilla stayed in Ephesus. And while they were in Ephesus, here comes Apollos. The Bible says, meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos came from Alexandria. Now, Alexandria was a place that had libraries, that had many learning uh, opportunities. There were opportunities to grow in the word. And Apollos, they say he was eloquent. Felita, that means he was smooth. I mean, he, he could chop it up. He was smooth. He, he knew the word. He knew how to deliver the word. He was effective with the word. He was enthusiastic, he was educated, he was eloquent, but he wasn't complete because he didn't know everything he should have known. Apollos, while he was smooth and effective, and effective, what he preached was uh, the way of the Lord. He knew everything about John the Baptist's baptism. You know, John the Baptist was like, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, repent, be baptized. But Apollos didn't know. He had not learned the fact that Jesus had come, the Messiah only. Not only did he come, he died and rose again, and the Holy Spirit now was available. One team. It didn't matter because when you one team and Aquila and Priscilla are sitting in the synagogue and they're listening to it, they didn't call him out. They didn't throw rocks at him. They know they're one team. Can two people walk together? Unless they agree, can we figure out where God is taking us unless we figure out how to talk and communicate to each other and compromise and figure out? God is on the move. We just got to move with him. A house divided against itself cannot stand. But here's the thing. There's one team and there's one body. When Priscilla and Aquila heard about him preaching boldly in the synagogue, here's what they did. They took him aside. And explain the way of God more accurately to Apollos. Here's the tent makers. Here are the folks who don't have a professional position in the church. Had enough love, had enough thoughtfulness to take the preacher aside. And to expound and open up the word of God more accurately for him the thoughtfulness to wait till it was a more opportune time, how we communicate with each other. If we're going to be one team, it matters how we communicate. If you want me to receive something you got to say, say it in a way I can receive it. They took him aside. They educated him. But they also, they were truthful with him. Speak the truth in love. The fact that they were thoughtful and truthful, to me, it made him more teachable. We don't know the dialogue that took place. We don't know what occurred. But we do know, on the other side, Apollos received the word, and Apollos was more ready to go do work. Maybe you're here, and maybe it's not the Word of God. Maybe it's, it's your experience, that God wants to use your experience to speak life into someone yeah. that can change their whole outlook. Apollos was a smooth preacher. He was a, a, a called man of God. The tent makers came, and they used what they had as a part of the team. They didn't try to stand in a synagogue, Aquila and Priscilla, and preach the Word. They called him aside, and they expounded knowledge. But the position of the preacher was to go do what his gifting was. One team, one body. Listen, we have different gifts. The body has different gifts. The eye can never say that I'm a hand. The hand can't say that I'm an eye, but they're equally important. It doesn't matter if you are a preacher or a teacher. It matters that you're on the team. Whose team are you on? Because you matter. The body of Christ cannot be everything that it needs to be if those on the team don't fulfill their purpose, don't understand they need to grow, don't understand they need to use their gifts. Everything that we need to turn this city, downside up and upside down, is right here. Oh, somebody will be saying amen. 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 I believe it. I believe that God has called this place as a light in a dark land. I believe that God will use all of us as a part of a team. And definitely not about a preacher or a prophet. It's about what God does. The head can't say that to the feet, I don't need you. One team, one body. So if you're suffering if you're hurting, if you're struggling and you're part of this team, I'll stop by to tell you, don't suffer in silence. Come on. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. There's a cattle on a thousand hills. Everything belongs to the God that I serve. He said that I, my God shall supply all of my needs and all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Whatever you need, God's got it. If you're here today and you've been struggling, you've been calling on the name of the Lord, I'm saying don't quit, don't give up. We're going to have some prayer warriors up here, and the team is going to be here, and they're gifting. Come up. That 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 could be a line of people waiting to stand with the team to get prayer, to get prayed over, to make sure that you're covered, that we're linking arms, that if you're struggling, you're not struggling by yourself. Because if one part suffers... All the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, then we're all glad. Because there's one body and one team. Listen, also one team, one love. So after Apollos, after he gets and he receives more education, more accurately, he desires to go back to Achaia. Now, if you remember where Paul started in Athens, I'm sorry, in Corinth, was Achaia. And they rejected him. Here's Apollos. Now, Paul is a bad boy, but Apollos has got something to him, too. Apollos is saying, now that I'm more prepared, I'm going back to Achaia. So what did Aquila and Priscilla do? They didn't get jealous. They didn't get envious. They didn't stand in the way. They're part of the team. They may have called, but I don't think they called. When they did, they wrote to believers in Achaia, asking them to welcome him. Welcome the same young man that didn't know all that he needed to know, but he knows it now. Welcome him, the one from Alexandria. Welcome him. He's part of the team. Oftentimes, we stand in the way as Christians. We, we, we don't want to see other people do good. Some people don't mind you doing well, just not better than them. But we are a team. They accepted him. They advocated for him. They were in agreement with him. They loved him. Love is patient. Love is kind. How we deal with each other. Love is not jealous or envious. It does not matter who is speaking. As long as he's moving and speaking in and through, we have one voice. I just jumped ahead, but that's okay. One love. It does not, sometimes the word of God just takes takes care of itself. It does not rejoice. Love does not rejoice about injustice. But rejoices whenever the truth wins out because we're one team. Love never gives up. So we can't give up on each other because we are one team. Love never loses faith. We can't lose faith in each other because we are one team. Love is always hopeful. We got to remain hopeful in each other no matter what the situation looks like because we are one team. Love endures through every circumstance, whether I'm up or whether I'm down. God says, nothing shall separate you from my love. One team, one body, one love. So now, John says, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for me, and I'm just going to say it like this. When we love each other, we are a demonstration to the world that we are the disciples of God. That when we love each other, one team, one body, and one love, we display to everybody that there is a reality, there's realness of being a child of God. One love. All right. All right. As we turn the corner. So here's what happens in our gifting. Apollos goes back to Achaia. Bible says he refutes them. He 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 is in the public place and he's throwing that word around, he's chopping it up. And what can happen when you're in your gifting, people can follow the person and not the gift. So some would start to say, Well, I'm of Apollos. Well, I'm of Paul. Well, I'm of Cephas. Well, I'm of Julian. I'm of Pastor John. I'm of Pastor Brian. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the only one. Here, let me, let me go back. So, Paul said, I planted in Achaia. A watered, but it was God who made it grow. Doesn't matter the voice. It matters the God that we serve. One team, one body, one love, and one voice. That when you raise your voice and you speak life into someone else, it doesn't matter if the pastor is doing it. If you are a child of God and you're part of the team, speak it. Amen. Your obedience, somebody's life may be dependent upon your obedience to speak a word. It's not important who does the planning. It's not important who does the watering. And I'm just going to say it right here. Next week, Julian, you going to drop a fire word right here. Amen? Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter. All right. Christianity is a team sport. Teamwork makes the dream work. The dream is that we are going to make heaven more crowded. The dream is that we're going to live in harmony, black, white, brown, male, female, d- Democrat, Republican, no matter your ethnic, We're going to come and be the church and be one team. I'm going to start, and here's, how, here's how it's going to play out. I'm going to start speaking to the person that I'm sitting to, to the left and to the right. I may not have to go over to their home and all that, but you know what? Love does not take that you have to go over and always break bread. Sometimes love is just a matter of saying, I see you. Amen. Love is saying, look, oh, let me help you with that. Love is saying, you know what? Um, how about, can I sit at your table? Love is saying, you know what? Uh, I sit in the same place. I come in and I go out. Sometimes you need to switch it up. Love says, I'm going to get uncomfortable. I'm going to get in a space in a place where I can understand other parts of the body of Christ. All right, teamwork makes the dream work. One team, one body, one love, one voice. I'm I'm looking at my guy, I'm almost done. (laughs) So so with that, (laughs) we're a team, right? We're a team, yeah. We're a team. Um, And so with that, with that, sometimes, look, um, one team suggests that, yeah, we stay in our lane, but we also support other people who's doing their job. If you leave here with anything else, you matter. To start, I need you to survive, get through, keep going, keep pressing, keep coming, keep But then at some point, God says, when you belong to me, you don't only survive, you thrive. One team, one body, one love, one voice, one song, one sound, one voice, one father, one blood, one, yeah, one team. Amen. Amen. If you love the Lord and you're part of the team, put your hands together for an almighty God. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.